Just a head up, we're talking about Geely this week, so we're also going to be talking about mental disabilities, ableism, bioessentialism, gender theory, sexuality as a spectrum, bi-erasure, suicide, and some discussion of sexual assault. Hello, you're listening to 30 Below with Rick and Allie, where we watch the movies so you don't have to. I'm Allie. And I'm Rick, and boy, is this a week where we watched it for you. Oh, yeah. Uh, We watched Gili. Gili! Because it is still February, and we are still watching rom-coms. Ish. (laughs) This is... Yeah, sus suspect that it's a rom com. Is that the right word? Yeah, I, I don't know. I've had like two and a half glasses of wine. It certainly doesn't fit the second half of that, though. I suspect it was trying. It was to. definitely trying to. Um, but yeah, this is one of the worst rom coms that, like, if you look up like worst rom coms, it's it's up there. Um, yeah, this is with Benefer. Um, the first Benefer. Yeah, the first Benefer, not Benefer 2.0. No, and not current Benefer. No, that's like what I was thinking. Oh, yeah, because there was Benefer with Jennifer Garner, right? Yes. Yeah. This okay. is current Benefer. Current Benefer. In the in, first incarnation of yeah, Benefer. In 2003. Not the second Benefer. Yeah. <laughs> so what's did this get a rating of? uh this got a rating of six percent out of 187 critics and 13 percent out of 25,000 audience members which after watching that i feel like that's low oh you mean high i feel like the 25,000 is oh. low I feel like it should be like 100,000 people thought that it deserved 13%. Well, it means that 25,000 people cared enough to tell people. Oh, I know, but I feel like 100,000 people should care enough to to tell people how bad it is because it's very bad. I just take it that 100,000 people didn't bother to watch it because they had heard so many bad things. I suppose. Yeah, that's true. We didn't listen to their warnings. We did not. Nope. And I, this is actually my second time seeing this, so <gasps> I, yeah, there's a lot that I didn't remember. Yep, I had never seen this before, and kind of wish I could go back to past me, but uh, time is yep. Yep. a straightforward mm-hmm. arrow, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, um, yeah, what's the yep. tagline for this? Uh, <laughs> Murder, blackmail, temptation, redemption. It's been a busy week. Not a good tagline for this. Nope. Nope. Mm-mm. Doesn't saw... really tell you very much, especially when it comes to the central relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, really, really doesn't um, uh, inform you of what you're getting into. The uh, Australian tagline um, is apparently something along the lines of uh, the movie you've heard about, the couple you love. It just tried to spin it into a everyone's talking about this movie for the yeah. wrong reason. Yeah. Kind of like when Gotti came out and they're like, the movie the critics don't want you to see. <laughs> oh, for good yes, reason. This movie is written and directed by Martin Brest. And he has a very 
limited number of things that he's directed. He's only directed like six or seven movies. Mm -hmm. But of those six or seven, he has directed such movies as Beverly Hills Cop, Midnight Run, Scent of a Woman, and Meet Joe Black. What? No. What? He directed all of those. And then he directed this. And he has literally not done anything since. I mean, I don't blame him. This movie killed his career mm-hmm. that hard. Mm-hmm. But this also is the only movie of note that he's written. He wrote some stuff like in the 70s. Mm. And yeah, this has a real uh, screenwriting 101 feel to it. Yeah. In parts. Yeah, definitely. Which I'll get into. But yeah, uh, which that kind of explains how this probably was able to be produced without a bunch of people in suits immediately shutting it down because they just looked at his track record and was like, well, he's done a bunch of really well-respected movies. He has been nominated for Best Director Mm -hmm. at the Oscars Mm -hmm. for Scent of a Woman. Mm -hmm. Maybe, like, he convinced people to see a three-hour movie about death. Yep maybe this will work and we just don't know. But it didn't. It didn't. It didn't. You shouldn't just bank on someone being a good director, being a good writer, because that Martin Brest, you proved it wrong. Or you proved it... Yeah, you proved it wrong. You proved all of your detractors right? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so how's this thing start out? Uh, it starts out with Ben Affleck doing a, I don't know, I don't think it was a particularly great accent, because I heard a lot of pronounced R's, and that took me out of his accent, and, like, he's throwing a guy in the dryer, and he's, like, trying to get money out of him, and he's, like, doing the whole, like, where's my boss's money kind of thing, and he's like, I'm gonna leave you in the dryer, um, and turn it on, and then the guy's like, oh, I have the money, only half of it, though. And so he goes to his boss, and he's like, oh, I, he had the money, but only half, and then his boss is like, you're bad at this, which, like, it, from a gangster point of view, like, yeah, that's, that's like, not what a gangster would do. They wouldn't be like, oh, okay, you have half the money, that's yeah. something, like, like, either you get the money or you send the message. Yeah. And then you take what you can. Yeah. After the person's dead or their legs are broken or something. Yeah, exactly. You don't just walk away after threatening and then accept less than you're owed. Right. Yeah. So, Gili is, rhymes with really, which he says... A couple times because people want to call him giggly or jiggly, and he's like, Gigli, it rhymes with really. Um, but Which, he's a bad mobster, he's bad he at is. it. He is, he's bad at it, and his boss doesn't respect him and thinks that he's bad at it. Yep, and yeah, he doesn't have the he has a soul and therefore should not be in the business of beating and maiming people for money. Mm-hmm. I mean, he has a soul, but he's also still 
kind of a he's a huge jerk still oh he's incredibly he's like not a nice person no but he's just not evil no he's not evil. so relatively he is yeah not right for that organization yeah um yeah so then we have the uh lewis his boss say that he has to uh, basically kidnap a quote-unquote psychologically damaged little brother of this person they're trying to extort money from um, and, yeah, take the the little brother hostage. Yeah, so we're not even five minutes into this movie mm-hmm. and we're already at... Ableism! Yeah, this movie is, uh, it feels like it was written in the early 90s and then sat on a shelf for a decade. It's raw problematic. Yeah, it's, they have very bad depictions of Mm -hmm. uh, mental disabilities Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. they have very terrible understanding of sexuality oh we'll get into that (laughs) but yes we start out with the bad depictions and descriptions of mental disabilities and yeah so Gigli he goes to i guess it's a group home or it's like a school or something yeah we don't really know there's several people there Mm -hmm. who need assistance Mm mm-hmm And he goes and he meets up with Brian, who is played by Justin Bartha, whom you might recognize from National Treasure or The Hangover. Wasn't he in Ocean's Eleven as well? No. No? Okay. I always, maybe I'm thinking, I must be thinking of something else. But yeah, definitely in The Hangover. He was the groom, right? Yep. Yeah. And he's Mm -hmm. a National Treasure as Riley. Mm Mm-hmm. And... Yeah, he's pulling a, what Tropic Mm. Thunder, like, would refer to as, well, I'm not going to say what they do, but as Simple Jack in Tropic Thunder. Mm -hmm. And, Mm -hmm. yeah, he is, it's amazing he ever worked again after this, Mm because it is. There's so many issues with it, like, he has Tourette's. Um, like, it's implied that he has Tourette's, um, and it, I mean, his, his disability is played as comic relief. Yeah. And that is a huge problem. Mm -hmm. He didn't have to be disabled. He could have been, like, a little kid. He could have, like, there are other ways to take someone hostage, you know, and they don't have to be mentally disabled no and uh it's so uncomfortable it's very very uncomfortable and ben affleck kidnaps him Mm -hmm. by telling him that they're going on a trip to go to baywatch not to go see baywatch not to the baywatch yes Mm -hmm. because brian doesn't understand that it's a filmed, that's a fake thing. And he wants to go to where all of those people are. Mm-hmm. And 
I guess that's enough to convince him to leave his home for multiple days. No one checks him out, I guess. Nope. Uh, even though he seems mm-hmm. like he is probably not capable of caring for himself, so should not be let out of this yep. building on his own. Yep. Uh, he's... Yeah, so they just let a strange guy come in and take this kid. Yeah, because it's not like he has to, like, provide, like, documentation, like, I am this person's guardian or anything like that. Like, he just, like, takes him. Yep. Um, And they start taking him to, uh, they take him to Ben Affleck's apartment, and mm -hmm. on the drive, uh, Ben Affleck starts talking to his uh, flashlight that he has in his car. Mm Mm-hmm. And claims it's a walkie-talkie. And he's like, oh, the Baywatch is closed. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's... Like, people with disabilities that I know, they wouldn't... They know what things are. Yeah, they know what a flashlight is versus a walkie-talkie. Like, they would call you out on that. They lack social tact and mm-hmm. stuff, but they understand enough what things are for Mm -hmm. so yeah this is just a very uh, this writer does not understand what he's writing about well and then immediately he gets on his phone afterwards so it's like you have the the contrast of the flashlight like the big flashlight and then the small phone and it's just it's just really insulting yep (laughs) yep but yes we go to ben affleck's apartment Mm mm-hmm and, yeah, it's here where I wrote down, is Brian supposed to be funny? Mm-hmm. Because his depiction is, it's v- so problematic that I couldn't decide mm-hmm. if he was supposed to be playing it for laughs or if the actor was trying to play it like it was a serious role mm-hmm. and then the situation would bring comedy. Mm-hmm. I wasn't 100% sure that it was supposed to be funny, mm-hmm. but the music told me it was. Yep. And I definitely felt like Brian was supposed to be the comic relief. Um, and I I didn't necessarily think that the actor was trying to like play up the comic. I mean, in some, some parts, like I feel like... Yeah, it's just, don't do that. Yes. Could the, the actor could have done something even worse mm-hmm. for this. Yeah. Uh, to try and get bigger laughs. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't be shocked if he pulled it back from what he was asked to do. Yeah. To try to make it more yeah. of a human performance. But mm-hmm. what was on the page was impossible to save. Yeah. Yep. And yeah, so we're at uh, Ben Affleck's apartment, and there's a knock on the door. There is. And Ben Affleck decides to open the door for this stranger. Yep. And let them in, even though he just kidnapped someone. Yep. Mm-hmm. And Jennifer Lopez says, oh, I'm the new neighbor. Just need to use your phone. Mm-hmm. I'm Ricky. Uh, and I took that personally. I thought of that for like a second and then I let it go. <laughs> uh, no, she's clearly doing more of a Ricky don't lose that number Steely Dan sort of thing. So oh, I'm in the clear. I didn't think of that. 
I've, I actually thought of Ricky Lake, which <laughs> she's very far away from Ricky Lake, but that's like the only woman Ricky I can think of. I, I didn't think of Steely Dan. But <laughs> anyway, yeah, she's Ricky. She wants to use the phone. She just moved in. Her phone's not hooked up. Um, and she's like doing this like seductive thing and it works and yeah she manages to get inside mm-hmm. and gets on the phone and just i guess because we then learned that she's actually not his neighbor she right. is in fact a rival within the same organization yeah who is also there to intimidate brian right but that's mostly because lewis doesn't trust ben affleck to do mm-hmm. the job right so he's hired a second person to babysit ben affleck mm-hmm. but she makes two phone calls yeah. while she was in there. Yep. And they're apparently to nobody. Yeah, we don't just know. Just for this ruse. Yeah. Mm-mm. And she never pulls a, I managed to talk my way in here in under 30 seconds by asking to use your phone. Mm-hmm. And that's why the boss doesn't trust you. And mm-hmm. that's why I'm here. She doesn't pull something like that. Nope. She just is like, says, oh, and by the way, Lewis hired me as well. Yeah. Um, and the whole time she's, like, talking on the phone, she's also, like, giving him, like, very flirty eyes and everything. Yep, she, like, lifts her leg straight up and stretches it. she does. She lifts her leg straight up and stretches it. Um, yeah. Uh, so she's trying to be, like, very seductive, and... And the music here is... The music throughout this whole movie is terrible. It's... Like, for most of the first half of the movie, it's this, like, electric organ and bass guitar, like, bouncing back and forth Mm. with just these little jaunty tunes. Mm -hmm. And it's trying to be, like, it just doesn't set the right tone for what it is or for what it's going for. Mm -hmm. And it was distracting to me the entire time. But I was more interested in listening to the bad music than watching the bad movie. I think I was so angry watching the bad movie that I just like zoned or like tuned out the bad music because I don't remember the music at all. I just remember how mad this movie made me. Um. <laughs> anyway, so then... Uh, Ben Affleck goes to beat up Bryant. Like, he's holding him up against a wall. I don't remember what he was well, saying. Well, first he tries intimidating uh, J-Lo to try and show that he's tough enough to be on his own, and it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. And then he starts, yeah, yelling at Brian and being like, stop doing this thing. Like, Brian was talking or saying something. Yeah. And it was so uncomfortable. Yeah. Really uncomfortable. You're threatening physical violence against this person who doesn't know any better. Mm -hmm. And then he actually does hit him. Yep. Mm -hmm. And that is even worse. And I'm like, this is supposed to be our leading man. Yep. Like, you're supposed to save the cat in first act. Yep. So that I know there's something good about him. Yep. And him accepting money and not killing the guy in the first scene isn't saving the cat. That's just proves that he's not smart enough to know what he's supposed to do. Yeah. 
it doesn't show that he's kind. Yeah. Um, he also uses the R word a couple times, so that's yep. fun. Which, it I, was I know, the style I know of the that time. it was the time. It's just, it, this movie, it, I mean, it wasn't good at the time, and it really doesn't age no. well. It was bad at the time, but it's, even in the early 2000s, it was usually used to people who weren't disabled mm-hmm. as an insult. Mm-hmm. Instead of two people as a, instead of the original medical terminology it was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And yet, yeah, even at the time, you wouldn't say it to someone who it actually applied to. Because it had this negative connotation to it at the time, even. Yeah, you wouldn't say it to a mentally disabled person. No. And, like, if you didn't know better, you might call your friend the R word for doing something goofy. Um, yes. Which I, as a, you know, bootlicker child, but also, like, I was right in this case where I would, like, yell at people and be like, hey, that's that's not, nope. that's not cool. Not to say that I am perfect, because by no means am I perfect, but I knew in 2003 you shouldn't say that word yep this movie didn't know that this movie did not know that um so he uh ben affleck puts brian on the couch and then um j-lo is like laying out like a tatami mat i think it was with like some scarves i guess it was like a yoga mat that then she put beach towel over or something yeah like there no sleeping bag no nothing so it's like uh, yeah anyway he's like oh well i i hate to see you sleep on the floor so i i can offer you half of my bed which means you know she'd be sleeping in bed with him um which whatever um you you don't know that person. Nope. You don't. And if he was a real gentleman, he would be like, you know what? I'll sleep on the floor. You take the bed. You know? Or or just, uh, I mean, even or, if, he, he, if he wasn't a gentleman, which whatever, and he wanted to take the bed, let her sleep on the floor, fine. But, like, if you are going to have her sleep in half the bed, like... I don't know, because he he prefaced it by saying, like, and I, I don't mean anything by this, but it I feel bad for you sleeping on the floor, so you can take half my bed. And then he proceeds to go into the bathroom while she's in the bed, and he's, like, doing a, like, pep talk to himself in this, like, silk robe and, like, in this, like you know, white tank top and like flexing and everything. And it's, and oh yeah. And he, uh, to go back, um, Brian wanted, uh, Ben to read to him mm-hmm. and Ben didn't have any books. And JLo is like, what? You don't have any books. And so Ben reads a bottle of Tabasco sauce to Brian and then we see J-Lo in bed reading a book. Yep. And she could have just been like, oh, I have a book. Why don't you read him 
from this book instead of Tabasco sauce. Yeah, that would involve good writing. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he slithers into bed with J-Lo and then like s- leans over uncomfortably close yeah, to her. Yeah, no boundaries. And like he's smelling her or yeah, something. Yeah, it's really weird. And, and he also like does this like very showy like presentation of him removing his like silk robe and he's got on like silk like PJ pants and so he's very clearly like trying to make moves on her um when he said that he wouldn't and she starts talking using a lot of fancy words and language mm-hmm. and then reveals that she is gay she is gay so he's not her type right which i could I was trying to th- remember Gili because, again, I hadn't seen it. Mm-hmm. I remember hearing that it was bad and knowing that uh, Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez were in it and people hated them in it. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't remember if Jennifer Lopez was supposed to be a lesbian that Ben Affleck seduces or if I was thinking of chasing Amy because I was like, nope, both. There's, there's no it's way both. that one actor is in two movies mm-hmm. where he tries to seduce lesbians. Mm-hmm. It's both. But somehow he is in two movies where Ben Affleck is just has such raw sexual magnetism that, that lesbians just want to swear off. That he turns lesbians, Ugh. which, again, we're going to get into the reductive oh sexual uh, areas but the of thing this is, movie. Okay, but also, just to go on that track for just a second, like, the thing is, is that people will still, like, praise Chasing Amy because it's Kevin Smith. Like, mm-hmm. they, they'll they still say, like, oh my gosh, Chasing Amy is so great. But it still has that, like, male gazy kind of, like, look at lesbians and, like, oh, if if I could change that, like, if I... It, yes, yeah. it is a very early 2000s, late 90s of its time mm-hmm. man writing about lesbians. Yep. Which, again, at the time, having a lesbian in a movie was in a major motion picture was not that common. Mm-hmm. But again, I haven't seen it, so I'm not sure how well the depiction is. But knowing he's, that it's... he's She still, like, quote-unquote changes for him and switches over, which if you are a lesbian, that is not how that works. Nope. If you're a bisexual, then you can't... Yeah, it... Or a pansexual or omnisexual or whatever. But if you are homosexual, then, yeah, you don't switch over. That's nope. not a thing. Like, like compulsive heterosexuality is a thing where you're like, it's societally ingrained into you that you don't even think about, like, the fact that, you know, you're not actually attracted to the you know, societally accepted sex. But, yeah. Anyway. um, Which, if our listeners don't know, we follow the uh, idea 
that was recently put forth by Jorts the cat that uh, everyone is queer and gender is like a box. If it fits, it sits. <laughs> I love Jorts. Um, also, this movie is is rife with bioessentialism. Like in this movie, men have a penis, women have a vagina. There is no debate um we do not ascribe to that gender is a spectrum and yeah but that's how this movie like lays it out um okay so then we have jennifer lopez like flirting so hard with ben affleck after saying that she's a lesbian and she's like saying like Oh my gosh, but if I if I weren't a lesbian, like I would do such things to you and I'm not going to say what it is. Um, but yeah, she's and she almost like grabs his junk and like it's just again, it's like it it just makes it seem like lesbians exist to just tease heterosexual men. Which is not only wrong, but is a dangerous concept. Oh, absolutely. Like, w- women have been attacked yeah. by men yep. because they think that like it's just a tease or whatever. Yep. And, mm-hmm. <sighs> this movie is bad. It's really problematic. Um, and we wake up mm-hmm. and Brian is calling Australia to find out what the weather is. Yes. Which is a recurring thing he does. Mm -hmm. So apparently he just wants to know what the weather is in Australia. Yep. Which I only note because it's funny to me that there was a time where, yeah, you had to call to figure out what the weather was going to be. I used to have to call the local theater to know what the movie was going to be. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I had to call wow. Call 428 film mm-hmm. to figure out what the movie was going to be. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you would call and there was actually a worker there and then it was like, "Oh, no, I wanted the answer machine <laughs> that just told me. I I was unprepared to talk to How, how are you?" <laughs> See, I think for me, I didn't want the answering machine because it would tell me like so many movies and so many times that I didn't want, I wasn't interested in seeing. And I was like, just get to Summer Catch. Like, I, I don't care about the other ones. <laughs> I only had one screen to worry about, so. Oh, Rosa, yeah. I think, had like four? I mean, if I was going to Sioux Falls to see a movie, we'd check the uh, life section of the of the local newspaper. Yeah. And that would have all the show times. Yeah. Because we are old. Mm-hmm. And there's a knock at the door. Mm-hmm. And, and who's knocking? Why, it's Christopher Walken. Uh-huh. Real good rhyme. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and he is a detective. Mm-hmm. And he invites himself in. Yep. And basically explains the plot, uh, <laughs> explains the stakes to Ben Affleck yep. that uh, Brian is in fact the brother of a federal prosecutor mm-hmm. and that the mob boss has hired, has asked him to be kidnapped to try and intimidate the prosecution mm-hmm. into dropping a case. Yes. 
and they tell Brian to go into the back room, and I guess in this instance, Brian just listens and is like, okay, I'm standing in the back room right now, Mm -hmm. but when it comes to Brian don't use the phone, he doesn't listen to that, and he'll ignore instructions for other stuff Mm -hmm. but the time when there's dramatic tension of he might come out he just stays quiet in the back room yep totally normal they could have dramatic tension where like christopher walken like hears something or but no nope nope and he just explains yep all the things that they have to worry about and then leaves well he also wants Ben Affleck to go down and get ice cream with him at Marie Callender's. Like, I don't know if that's, like, testing him to see if he can leave, like, if he has someone there, or... I didn't really know what that was about. Yeah, I took it as him trying to get into Ben Affleck's head, but then he's just gone for the rest of the movie anyway. Like, the police have no other appearance in this movie they do not which like uh, that cop should be fired he was in the very apartment of where the kid was yeah and he didn't like check anything check any rooms or anything like yeah he didn't ask any questions he mm -mm. didn't notice that there were more bowls there than there should have been yeah and he knew that ben affleck was like kind of in on the the scene Otherwise, he wouldn't have been there. Yep. So, yes, they mm-hmm. go to get lunch mm-hmm. or breakfast or something. There are... They do one thing every day and then go home for the night. Yeah. Like, in this movie, every day is only ten minutes long. <laughs> Because on this day, they wake up and talk to Christopher Walken. Mm-hmm. Then they go to get lunch. Mm-hmm. And uh, as they're leaving, or they're sitting there eating, and then suddenly... Oh, wait these... a second. Yep. While we're on the way there, um, Brian is talking about the Baywatch and mm-hmm. how he wants to go to the Baywatch. And Jennifer Lopez is like, what is the Baywatch? And he... Like, after, like, describing, like, you know, the women in bikinis and everything, he says, the Baywatch, I think the Baywatch is where the sex is. Mm. Which is, you know, maybe have a conversation with this guy and explain to him that, you know, women are more than sex. Mm -hmm. Because I don't think he ever learns anything beyond that. Nope. I think he he just views women as Baywatch and like, you know, you can talk to people and have and teach them things because otherwise they do not learn boundaries. They do not learn, you know, agency of other people. And sometimes, you know, if they don't know better. They end up, you know, assaulting someone because they don't know better. Like, I got assaulted by a person who didn't know better. And, like, that's a terrible situation for everybody. So, like, you know, try and teach people that, you know, 
people have agency and mm-hmm. and boundaries and are more than sexual objects. If you can understand that sometimes you can't pet a dog because it's working, then you can understand that women are for more than just sex. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. <sighs> so yes, they're at this restaurant and suddenly these hooligans start playing loud music. Ben Affleck uh, is uh, he is threatening the hooligans and uh Jennifer Lopez rightfully points out maybe we shouldn't try to raise suspicion of ourselves mm-hmm. when we are currently harboring a kidnapped person. Right. Well, and he didn't they didn't seem to they were just playing loud music like they weren't upsetting Brian or anything and like nobody was really like it was just loud. They yeah. weren't being aggressive or anything. They were just being kind of annoying. And so he gets up like he's about to go beat them up and Jennifer Lopez convinces him to let her handle it. Mm-hmm. And she goes over and gives this monologue full of thesaurus words yep. about gouging out this guy's eyes. And his and brain. And it's so clear that yeah. someone really liked Pulp Fiction and is like, man, Tarantino is great. I should try to write like Tarantino. (laughs) And missing a lot of what makes Tarantino work. And even then, Tarantino doesn't always work on the script. But Mm -hmm. this monologue that she gives is so self-satisfactory. Yes. The screenwriter clearly was very proud of their work yeah. on these monologues. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she manages to talk these kids into being scared, mm-hmm. tells them to stay in school, and they mm-hmm. turn off the music, and then they leave. Yeah. So why were they worried about the music being loud anyway if Don't they're know. just leaving? Yep. Do not know. Because they were not a danger to anyone. They weren't threatening anyone. They were just playing loud music. And she was like, I'm going to gouge out your eyes and then somehow make it so that your brain doesn't remember anything you've ever seen or heard. I'll pull out the so. optic nerve, which remembers what things are. And yep. That's not accurate science, but also in the next scene, she admits that she was lying about the whole thing anyway. Yeah. So, okay, whatever. Mm-hmm. Which I feel like that's a lot to just make up on the fly. So I feel like yeah. she had that in her back pocket. Yep, that's a speech that she's had prepared. Yeah. And, yeah, so they're driving... Also, Ben Affleck breaks one of their laptops for no reason. Yep, to show that he's a big, tough man. Because he's a macho man. Big, tough man with his big muscles. You're gonna break your laptop. Take that, child. Who was playing music too loud. (sighs) (laughs) Yes, they're driving away, and... Uh, she admits that it was all made Mm up. And then they do that scene of her reading him and explaining his life to him. He's so lonely. He's such a little lonely boy. And we have another very long monologue about how smart this person is. Mm. 
and reading this other person. Mm-hmm. And ugh, Ben I, Affleck doesn't know who Sun Tzu is. Yep. Yeah, and I noticed how cute Dill was at this Aww. moment. And I bet he was real cute. He was. <laughs> and I started giving him pets for a little bit. And I lost track of the movie for a second. There is a decent, like, explanation of toxic masculinity um, from J-Lo. Where she's like, if the only emotion you were ever taught was, you know, anger. That anger is the only acceptable emotion. How do you think you're going to deal with your problems, you know, when you're grown up? And obviously that just leads to more anger. And, like, men are taught, like, that's the only acceptable way to be. Um, So that was, like, the only part in the movie that I was like, all right. (laughs) But that's it. Um, I also wrote that she is a manic pixie dream girl, but in mobster lesbian form. Yeah, pretty much. Because she's trying to, like, fix him. And, like, she, like, came, like, into his life. And she's, like, you know, shaking things up and everything and making him think about things. And, like, she's there to change him. Mm-hmm. To make him a better person than he was. And she doesn't really have much going on besides like, oh, she's got this like masculine sexy, you know, the trope where women can only be strong if they have masculine qualities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so she's got that going for her, but also she's a manic pixie dream girl. Anyway. Yes. So we get a call. From our mommy. Mm-hmm. Ben Affleck has to go help his mom, mm-hmm. who needs a shot of insulin, I imagine. That's what I was thinking, yeah. Uh, and I get, he needs to inject it into her butt cheek, because mm-hmm. that's where it spreads the best. And for some reason, she's wearing a thong. Mm-hmm. And it's weird. Mm-hmm. And also, it's the mom from My Big Fat Greek Wedding. Mm-hmm. Which she would have appeared in, like, just a year before mm-hmm. or something. Yeah. And, yeah, and she starts talking to Jennifer uh, Lopez and is like, oh, well, you know, things aren't always black and white. Mm-hmm. And I bet you've been with men. And Well, she, she, like... Talks about, like, how gorgeous she is and how Ben Affleck only used to bring home pigs. And um, that, you know, she's she's just saying, like, I hope you're together because you're so gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Ben Affleck is like, well, she's, she's not into me. She's a lesbian. And then, yeah, she starts to say, like, I bet you've been with men, though. Which simultaneously is, like erasing bisexuality mm-hmm. and erasing lesbianism uh-huh. like implying that she's gay but not really right yeah and also giving up the option that someone could potentially be attracted to more than one gender yep mm-hmm. even though the mother herself is seemingly bisexual and has had bisexual experiences in the past. Well, she's been experimental, but, you know, she probably just thinks that's just a phase. That's just a She tried something when she was young and Mm -hmm. 
it wasn't part of her. It was just a thing she tried. Yeah, you can't possibly like more than one gender like for your whole life. <sighs> um Yep, and then and so the mom has just as thick of a New Jersey, New York accent as mm-hmm. seemingly the rest of this cast. Yeah. Cuz Ben Affleck's doing it, JLo's doing it, mm-hmm. Lewis is doing it, mm-hmm. Christopher Walken's doing it. Why is this set in LA? Is it for the Baywatch thing? Mm. Like, there's nothing intrinsically LA about it. Yeah. And then all of the characters are very obviously New York. Yeah. Why are they in LA? Um, I don't know. Or alternately, why does everyone have that accent? Mm-hmm. Very distracting and annoying. Yeah. And also, they're all doing it at different levels of quality. Yep. Also, again, JLo sucks as a lesbian. Like, because, you know, when people say, like, oh, you never know. Like, even with, like... Us, like, not wanting kids and people being like, oh, well, you never know. You might change your mind. I'm, I get mad, you know? So, like, the fact that it's something as, like, intrinsic as, like, her sexuality, like, her being a lesbian and, and you know, uh, his mom being like, well, you never know. You might come back to men kind of thing. Like... She just, she's just kind of like, <laughs> and then she like flirts with Ben Affleck where like, honestly, that's really insulting. That's like insulting and damaging and dangerous. And like the, she's so bad at being a lesbian mm-hmm. it was... or a bisexual. This movie has very bad sexual politics. So bad. And... So now we get this yoga scene. Oh, God. J-Lo is, like, doing yoga. She's mm-hmm. going, getting ready for bed. Yep. And Ben Affleck's trying to explain that men are better at sexing women because yep. they're genetically built for it. Yeah. Over millions of years of evolution. Mm. And she, again, with these florid speeches. Yep. Uh, explains how the female form is this certain way and how everyone wants to kiss lips mm. and how lips mm. are like vulvas. But she doesn't say she vulva. She says vagina. Because, again, it's written by a man. And she's a bad lesbian and she doesn't know the difference between a vagina and a vulva. Mm. And also, <sighs> like, they're making it seem like lesbianism is only about sex. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not about, like, the person or, like, I mean, she kind of got into how women are, you know, tender and sweet and everything, which, like, again, that's just a blanket statement. But, like, it it was mostly about sex and about the genitals. And this scene of, it lasts so long, it's like a four-minute speech or something, Mm -hmm. and... It's all about her responding to him basically saying, well, I think that you should try having sex with men. Yep. When she could have just said, 
I think you should try having sex with men if they're so good at sex. Yep. And see how he responds to someone saying, I don't believe your sexuality is what it is. Yeah. And maybe I know your sexuality better than you. Mm -hmm. But no, we have to have this very florid and long Mm -hmm. and very self-satisfactory speech. Yep. And yeah, so this is the sort of thing that's very obvious that this person hasn't written many movies because this is like a early screenwriting thing of thinking that the words you're writing are so good that Mm -hmm. you have to put them all in. Yep. When people don't speak in monologues. Nope. Mm-mm. People have dialogue. Yep. And especially in comedy, mm-hmm. dialogue is so much better than monologues. Oh, yeah. Like having a back and forth in a movie gives you much better drama. It gives you much better comedy mm-hmm. than just these long speeches that everyone has. Yep. okay so then we hear that lewis wants them to cut brian's thumb off Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um and uh j-lo again has book but ben affleck is reading toilet paper packaging Mm -hmm. to uh brian and Uh, yes they go to sleep and JLo is showering with the bathroom door open. Uh-huh. And it's a it's not even a fully uh fogged up window. It's like a frosted kind of yeah, thing, it's like but you can still see the silhouette and like there's got to be a bathroom door. Yeah. Like he had the bathroom door closed when he was talking to the mirror earlier. Yeah, exactly. So close to the bathroom door. Like, again, it's like, ooh, she's a lesbian, but you can't ever because... And again, even if she wasn't interested in Ben Affleck, there's still Brian in this house. Yes. Yeah. In this apartment. Mm-hmm. And... <sighs> mm. Yep. Yes. Um. So then we meet J-Lo's ex-girlfriend, Robin. And she apparently knows... Where she is somehow. She She's says, been I've been stalking her. you, but I couldn't tell if she was just saying that as a joke or not. But it's the only way that makes sense. Mm-hmm. But I guess she didn't show up all day yesterday. Yep. Even though Jennifer Lopez has been there all day. Yep. And she alludes several times to, like, oh, well, if you need to get this man out of your system, like, we can all have sex. And again. Bad. Bad yep. sexual politics. Uh, That's not... Yeah, it just... Oh, it makes me so mad. And Jennifer Lopez makes sure to say, don't say my name. Mm-hmm. Also, because Ricky isn't actually her name. Right. We don't know her yeah. real name. Yeah, we don't know her real name. And then there's just a suicide attempt. Yep, Robin just slits her wrists. She and takes a knife and slits both her she wrists. She shows no pain as she does it. Nope. So... Mm-mm. That's also, like, what's going on here. Yep. And then uh, Ben Affleck says it must be mental illness week. Uh Uh-huh. So that's fun. And so we take her to the hospital. Mm Mm-hmm. And, yes, we're watching her through the window. Mm -hmm. And I guess there's only 
the old place where you get bandaged up at the hospital is right by the main doors so that people can sit in their cars and watch you. Yeah. And then Robin's out of the movie. No longer part of it at all. Oh, but we didn't talk about how Brian keeps saying that uh, uh, Baywatch makes his penis sneeze. Yep. He. He. Yeah. This, this movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <sighs> okay, so. Yes, they need to now cut off Brian's thumb. Mm-hmm. That is their job. Mm-hmm. And they've both decided they're not going to do it. Well, did so J-Lo comes out and she's like, I don't want to do the thumb thing. And uh, Ben Affleck is, like, suspicious, and he's like, I don't know if you're just doing this to, like, try to catch me in, like, a moment of weakness. Um, And she's like, well, no, I'm not. I can't do this. Like, are you in this with me? And he says, sure. And she's like, okay, but there's a difference between yes and sure. Yeah, or sure is, like, if I asked you to help me move my couch and you said sure... And yes is, mm, if I asked you if I could fillet you for 12 hours, or if I looked deep into your eyes and begged you to let me fillet you for 12 hours, you would... absolutely say yes or something awful like that Mm -hmm. i didn't i put it delicately um and then he was like yes i i am in this with you which again she's talking about filleting him and again she's a lesbian so again it's bad sexual politics and it's it's dangerous again because it's like oh lesbians just really haven't met the right guy yep Yep. Um, so, yeah, he's all in on, like, not cutting off Brian's thumb. So their plan is instead to steal a thumb from the morgue. Mm-hmm. And to do it, uh, J-Lo distracts the guard or the person at the station briefly. And Ben Affleck sneaks past. Mm-hmm. And then he and Brian go inside. He tells Brian to keep his eyes closed. And then he uses a plastic knife that mm-hmm. is with sandwich to cut a corpse's thumb off. Yeah. And I I know f- that you couldn't cut through bone no. with a plastic knife. Mm-mm. And I'm 95% sure you wouldn't be able to cut through skin. Yeah, I I don't I get, think you I would get very far. To. So maybe skin is easier to cut. I mean, it's hard enough cutting meat that's cooked. So yep. I imagine it would be hard to cut through yeah. skin. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He just steals this thumb. Mm-hmm. Yep. And again, this plan is terrible that they're just going to use this other thumb and send it off. This dead say, thumb. Because A, it's got a fingerprint on it. Yep. So they'll immediately know it's not the right thumb. Yep. B, there's DNA, so even if they didn't have the fingerprint, they would be able to know it doesn't match this person's Mm -hmm. family. Mm -hmm. And C, you can tell if the thumb was cut off before or after death. Yep. Like, a pathologist would be able to figure Mm -hmm. that out. 
So that's the first thing I thought of. I was like, it's gonna look like a dead thumb. So like, there's no way mm-hmm. that they're gonna think that it's Brian's thumb. They're just gonna be like, someone sent us this thumb, which was clearly cut off a dead person. Like, this is um, a bad prank more than anything else. This yeah, isn't a threat, right? But then on top of that, they go to uh, the post office or FedEx or something and mm-hmm. buy a package or an envelope to send it off. Mm-hmm. And they write the address in their own handwriting. Mm-hmm. And he licks the envelope. So he's got his DNA and his fingerprints and his handwriting mm-hmm. on this envelope. Mm-hmm. So yep. it's basically just a giant sign saying, come arrest me. And even though it doesn't have a return address, it's going to be stamped at that location. They're mm-hmm. going to be able to figure out the general area that it came from. Mm-hmm. It's... <sighs> yeah. Well, and the whole time, uh, J-Lo is making eyes at the lady behind the counter. Um, and then Ben is like, oh, a friend of yours? And she's like, purse, purse, close, no. close personal friends. Um, and then he goes off and he's like, you want to know why I'm sad? And then he just has this whiny monologue about how J-Lo is a lesbian and he can't have sex with her. And he makes sure to use some choice slurs against lesbians. Yeah, he uses the D word a couple times. It's just... Yep. What's going on in this movie? And it's just like, oh, boo-hoo. You have a crush on a girl who doesn't want you back. Like, you are... He's... You're not entitled to sex just because you want it. And, again, there's a thing with toxic men that if a woman rejects them, they will then ask, what are you, a lesbian or something? Yeah. Because there's a simultaneous idea that the only reason a woman wouldn't be into you is because they're not into men at all. Mm -hmm. And also that if you find a woman attractive, she must find you attractive, even if she says she's not into men at all. Yep. Which, ah, this movie is so Ah! bad. That's so infuriating. Um, and then she goes into like talking about the way that he looks at his nails. Um, and she's like, oh, you need to trim your nails. And he looks at them in like a way that he stretches out his arm and looks at the back of his hand and like stretches out his fingers um, instead of like pulling in his or, like, bending his elbow and, like, curling his hand inward to look at his nails that way. Because apparently the way that he did it was very feminine, and the other way is very masculine. And apparently that just makes him feminine enough for her to, like, I I don't know. Well, I I mean, then she asks him if he's gay. And then he's like, what? No, I'm not gay. And then she goes in really close and she's like you want me because i can kick your ass and then they make out and she starts playing with his nipples Mm -hmm. and he is not into it but she goes for it again so now she's not respecting his boundaries no and (sighs) i guess because he's feminine in her eyes that like 
because he had this speech now they about can how bang. in a relationship you have to have a bull, a bull and, and a cow. cow. And so ah! she's like, well, I'm masculine enough and you're feminine enough mm-hmm. that I'll be the bull. Right. And ugh. Yeah, there's so many problems with it. Like, And then, oh my gosh. And then the line of this movie. <laughs> she lies back and she's staring at him as if to say, come over here. And he's like, what? And she says, it's turkey time. Which, that's nothing. That's no nobody says that nobody and he says rightfully what and then she says gobble gobble to try and get him to prove how good he is with his mouth yeah and uh it's it's so bad it's so uncomfortable then the sex scene looks uncomfortable like it's not it's sexy. Well, as... it's it's clearly supposed to be like tender. Like there's this very tender music and it looks like they're trying to be very tender, which is really annoying because like this shouldn't be happening at all. Um, and then like there's this like power dynamic between the two of them and she keeps wanting to be on top. Um, and like it's equating being dominant with being gay like they're they're basically saying like oh being a lesbian just means that you want to be the dominant one in the relationship or in bed and that's again really infuriating um it was at this time that dill sniffed something and then made a stank face oh i bet it was really cute it was and really funny it was. Um, also, we don't know anything about either of them. We don't know any of their backstory. We don't know how they be- how they came to be these people, how they came to be in this situation, why we should care about them at all. We know nothing except for uh, Jennifer Lopez is a lesbian and Ben Affleck is like a sad little boy who never learned how to, you know, deal with his anger. Mm. And that's it. That's all we know about them. So yes, the next morning they get a call from Lewis who's like, hey, meet up with me. I've got something to talk to you about. Mm -hmm. And they drive up over to meet him. And as they're waiting, they have this conversation where he's like, let's get out of here. Let's leave this life. Let's Let's go somewhere clean. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where I thought about like why like I don't know anything about why you want to be clean. Like I know that you're in this, you know, business and like I get that you want to get out, but I don't know who you were before this. I don't know what you would want to do after this. You know? So, yeah, that was annoying to me. Also, Ben Affleck is so boring. He is. He's so nothing in this. Like, the fact that she, like, cha- like switches for him. Like, she, like, becomes, like, into guys because of him is so unbelievable because he is so unremarkable. He really is. Mm-hmm. Yes, they're uh, 
Not that even if you were a remarkable guy, like, that's how it would work. Because, again, you don't switch. You don't switch. There's not teams. No. no. It's not a choice. Uh-uh. There's no fence. Like, they say hopping the fence, but that's not how that go. Like, just, just, um, but yeah. So, even if this person was, like, the best guy in the world, blah, blah, blah. Like, you don't switch. But the fact that we are made to think that their connection is, like, so strong that that's what happened. It's ridiculous because he is such a nothing person in this. Anyway. See, it could have all been resolved if she had said, I usually like women. There have been three guys Mm -hmm. that have, Mm -hmm. that I've been with, and they were my high school boyfriend before I realized I like girls. Yep. This guy in college when I thought something, and maybe you'll be the third. And just like this idea that she's... It takes something special for her to like a man. Right. Which fits much more with some people who are bisexual. Yeah, and like, it's almost like sexuality is a spectrum. Just like gender. Yeah! (sighs) Mm. Mm -hmm. So, Lewis brings them to the big boss's house, and... It's Scent of a Woman's Al Pacino. It is, yes. Teaming up with the director who got him his Oscar. Yep. So it makes mm-hmm. sense. Yep. And his outfit is dumb. He's got, <laughs> his, he, he's got this giant tie that is loose and it's hanging like six inches down from his neck. So it's incredibly loose. But the tips of it are like lined up, which means that if he tightened it, then the thin side on the back would be six inches longer than it's supposed to be. (laughs) So his tie is made up like it was done by a child. And also he has a ponytail. I was going to say that, yeah. He he does have a little short short little ponytail, which is weird. Um, So he does his long speech about how is a thumb a finger and... Mm-hmm. I'm a big tough guy, and I think intimidation, you don't need a gun. Mm-hmm. And he kills Lewis. Yep. Because Lewis came up with this plan to kidnap the prosecutor's brother instead of trusting that his boss knew how to get out of this trouble he was in. Mm-hmm. And yeah, again, just such a long monologue. Yep. Where this yep. person explains the world to everyone and is mm-hmm. so smart. Mm-hmm. And JLo then decides to do some tough talk. And she talks so tough that she talks him out of killing them. Well, we also find out that the thumb, like they checked the fingerprint and he was like, it was the wrong fingerprint. I know you didn't cut the thumb off of the, off of Brian. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, J-Lo does a lot of tough talk, um, and we don't, no one really knows what she was actually, like, saying until they, like, get back in the car and she's like, we're taking Brian out of town. Yep, she's basically saying that, hey, let's stop this plan. Mm -hmm. Let's just, let's give him back. Let's get out of here. 
no one will be the wiser. And they start driving away. Mm -hmm. And, hey, let's get out of this biz. Yep. And we start telling Brian about women and how you talk to women. Because Ben Affleck is so great at it. I mean, he managed to turn a lesbian. He must be good. (sighs) And basically, his conversation skills are, how about the weather? And Mm -hmm. that's it. Well, he says, step up. Um, If you step up, good things will happen. So basically, just teaching him, like, if you put yourself out there, the outcome that you want will happen. Like, he's not teaching him about rejection or, like, vulnerability or anything. He's just telling him, hey, I stepped up. I... I got this lesbian to be interested in me. So therefore, if you step up and, you know, pursue things, even though they might be unrealistic, it'll happen for you. It was at this time that Lumi came over and said hi, and Aww. she was very cute. Aww. Hi, Lumi. And um. now we see the Baywatch. Yep. And there's a film crew and a bunch of extras on a beach. Yep. And so we pull around and we're going to swing by because we've convinced uh, Ben Affleck to let Brian go see the Baywatch. Mm-hmm. And this is not how film sets work. It's not. They apparently just let these randos in. Yep. I mean, if a producer happened to see Jennifer Lopez, would probably be like, hey, do you want to be in a movie? Right. Because you are Jennifer Lopez. Mm-hmm. We'll put you in a bikini in our beach movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they take Brian and he just wants to hang out. They make a call to his brother's office so that they know to trace where it is and they come and pick brian up Mm -hmm. and yeah then ben affleck offers j-lo his car yep for no discernible reason nope he's like you know what you take my car Mm -hmm. they talk about hopping fences Mm -hmm. and how if she ever thinks of hopping the fence that she should give him a call which again They've already had sex. Mm-hmm. Like, why does this talk about hopping the fence? It's like well, because ever... she was like, "Oh, that was a one-time thing," and I'm I'm more into women and blah blah blah. Uh, bisexuality exists, right? Um. Also, like, just to backtrack a little bit, Brian is very sad to leave Ben. Mm-hmm. Why? Because... Ben has been nothing. Like, he he has not even been, like, a, much of a friend. No, he spent most of his time telling Brian to not do things. Yeah. Getting mad at him for calling Australia. Mm-hmm. And kidnapped him. Yeah. And not reading him Hit things. Hit him. Yep, reading mm-hmm. him, not reading him any books before bed. Yep. Mm-hmm. Making him sleep on the couch instead Calling of Calling him the R word. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's not had a good yep. time. Nope. Mm-mm. But he's been allowed to watch cartoons in the morning, I guess. Yeah. Or something. Something. Um, 
But yeah, so we have this weird uh, moment where Ben Affleck offers Jennifer Lopez his car. And she drives away, and there's way too many available parking spots for A, the beach, and B, a film set. Yeah. Because there's 80 extras Mm -hmm. in this movie. No, none of them drove. I mean, maybe their cars are at base camp, and they were, like, maybe driven there. And is there no one that is just ogling the film set and it's like parking to Oh, there would absolutely be oglers. Is there no one that's just going to the beach that day? Yeah, that's true. Like, what's going on? Yeah, I don't There's know. There's way too many parking spots. Yeah. We also don't know what they're filming either. It's just like some... It seems to be a... I was like, like a, is this a music video? It's like a like, 60s style beach party yeah. movie or something because there's a bunch of dancing people at the beach. Yeah. Yep. <sighs> and mm-hmm. yes, so Brian is wanders down to set and yep. they're like, dancers, come down to the beach. And he just and walks there. Pair up, which is not how choreography works. That's not, you nope. assign that well beforehand. Even if you're an extra in the background and you're only like looking, like supposed to be looking like you're talking to someone for like two seconds, they set that up Way beforehand. Yep. And Brian gets teamed up with a woman who is Australian. Mm-hmm. And he asks her about the weather. And like, now there's going to be another extra who's off by themselves. Because right. Brian paired up with the person that that extra should have been with. Right, yeah. And apparently no one notices that there's one guy on the beach in a hoodie and pants yep. while everyone else is wearing bikinis and swimsuits. Yep. Mm-hmm. <sighs> For a movie made by people who make movies, this yeah. movie doesn't understand movies. Right? Uh, yeah, so that happens. And uh, Jennifer Lopez comes back. Yeah. She came back for Ben. Also, they're either going to have to like pay Brian or just like kind of like sweep it under the rug and like use his likeness against like his knowledge. Yep. I mean, yeah, the people running this film set did not do a good job no Mm-mm. and but yes JLo is back and she reveals that her name is in fact rochelle mm-hmm. and yeah then something happens and the movie's over i don't mm, know she's she's like no i'm not hopping the fence let's not go that far um and then she says i bet you would look awesome in mascara um, and then they, yeah, they just leave Brian at the beach and then we're done. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank God. Except there's one last little stab during the credits because as the credits play, uh, after a little bit, we hear Brian singing Baby Got Back again. Oh, that's right. He was singing earlier yep. in the movie and then he they was. reuse that audio mm. during the credits mm-hmm. as if it's another fun joke. Yep. And it was so terrible. It's just further solidifying that they think that Brian was the comedic relief, and that is super problematic. Yeah, that's <sighs> that's bad. This movie is bad. This movie is so bad. Mm-hmm. 
uh, don't watch this movie. Do not watch it. This is not a no. you must see it to believe it situation. It wasn't just, so bad. It's good. It yeah. It just has tear it's bad and then on top of it it is confounding that it was made because it's offensive. Yeah, it's super offensive. It's and not offensive in like an edge lordy you don't can't take a joke way. It's offensive in an ignorant way. Like it's, it just yeah. It's making jokes that South Park wouldn't have made mm-hmm. at the same time. Mm-hmm. And South Park, of course, always pushing the boundaries of good taste and what is and isn't acceptable. Yeah. And this is just, uh, it's mm-hmm. so bad about sexuality, so bad about mm-hmm. gender, so mm-hmm. bad about people with disabilities and mm-hmm. ableism. It is just... Yep. I don't know if it's the worst thing of 2003, but it's the worst thing that didn't lead to a million people dying. Yeah. Uh, I just want to say, hetero men, if you're in love with a lesbian, leave them alone. Leave them alone. Uh Uh-huh. Do not try and pursue them. Mm -hmm. Because just think, what would you do? If a gay man was pursuing you, mm-hmm. it's like, hey, I, I know you're I, into it. I but bet I'm my not. penis could change that. <sighs> yeah, don't do it. Like I, <laughs> I'm still so mad at the fact that chasing Amy is has just like so many like people who love it because it's the same thing. It's the same problem. Um, it's only got one of the two problems of this movie, though. Yeah, that's true. But it's still a big problem. It is. And... Yeah. Yeah, don't watch this movie. Yeah. And bisexuality is valid! It if, is. If you like more than one gender, that's totally fine! You can do that! That's a thing that you can do! Not according to this movie. Not according to this movie! But in reality, like, you can do that. You don't have to pick one. So, yeah. Anyway, this was terrible. I hated it. Um, It made me very mad. I wouldn't recommend it to anyone. This movie was terrible. Mm -hmm. I hated it. It made me very mad. And I give this a zero on the Kinsey scale out of a possible intro to a screenwriting course. (laughs) And just don't watch it. Do not watch it. Watch the clip of Jennifer Lopez saying turkey time and you'll have a much better viewing experience than watching this whole thing. That was bad. That was really bad. Don't do it. Like... You wouldn't do that with, like, uh, someone that you were, like, in a relationship with or that you were, you know, you wouldn't do that with someone that you were, like, genuinely, like, in love with or, like, super attracted to. Like, you wouldn't, like, open your legs and be like, it's turkey time. Like, no, in no world is that sexy. It would kill any mood. 
instantaneously. Just yeah. be like, oh, so I guess we're just going to lie down and sleep now. Gobble, gobble. Nope. No. <laughs> not even as a joke. Absolutely not. Not no. even once. No. Mm-mm. All right. Well, that's Gili. Um, And you don't ever have to watch it. So congratulations. But if there's a movie that you would like us to watch, Mm -hmm. you can reach out to us at 30belowpod at gmail.com. That's Mm -hmm. 30belowpod at gmail.com. And you can also be a guest on our podcast, too. If you Mm -hmm. suggest a movie and you're like, I really want to be a guest, you can do that. That's a thing. If you you don't have email, you can also reach out to us on the socials. Mm -hmm. Uh, You're probably friends with us on Facebook. Probably. You can also find me on Twitter at Rick Boston. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Miss Allie Daniels. And yeah, thank you for listening. I've been Allie. I've been Rick. And this has been 30 Below.